Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Feel like talking? Lower your voice. I hear people say that there's just too much talk in this world. But... I don't know about that. We gotta exchange our thoughts. We gotta share our opinions. Respect others' viewpoints. We gotta communicate, baby. Bradley J. There's just not enough of it. J talking. There's just not enough. Yeah. Talk to me, baby. I wonder why. Call 617-254-1030 to join in. WBZ. It's WBZ. You're Jay talking. Mark Lavallo is your producer. Bradley Jay here. And our guest is Chris Russo of the Russo Insurance Agency, an independent insurance man, broker. Right? Correct. All right. Thanks for coming in and talking about cyber insurance. This whole cyber world we're in is pretty risky for individuals and for companies. So if you'll just tell us what it is, I'll start asking questions as you go. So so what cyber insurance does for businesses is it pays after they have a data breach where someone breaks into their server and takes everybody's credit card numbers and social security numbers and addresses and medical records and all of things like that. So the, the uh, insurance, cyber insurance, will pay for a bunch of different things. Uh, mainly what it would pay is if uh, the company got sued by someone whose data was stolen, information was stolen. Uh, big thing in cyber insurance for business is what we call reputation management, meaning uh, a retailer has their uh, information hacked and and. Then it's you know it's the lead story in the news that Target, for example, happened to them uh, in 2013. Um, a couple things have to happen. Their people are going to be less likely to shop at those retailers after the word gets out that the data has been compromised. So that costs them. It costs them. In some states, um, you have to provide some type of credit monitoring service for a year. To everyone who got hacked? That costs money. Um, there's also, you know, you need to write, inform everybody in writing that there was a data breach, that you can't rely on the, the news. So a perfect example is my accountant, uh, his, his information was compromised. His data was compromised. It was by accident, actually. It was by accident. Someone internally did something they weren't supposed to and basically... Um, took all the information off his server, put it on a thumb drive, and walked out of the office with it. That employee was actually leaving wow. uh, the company, and so there's five of us in our in my in my house, and we got five letters 
Wow. Basically saying, dear Chris, our di- you know, this is what happened. Here's a free offer for LifeLock, for example, if you want to use it. Did you? Uh, no, I didn't, but we could have. I mean, you know, so. Yeah, so it is costly to the business. It is costly to the business. Is that a crime what the guy did leaving with the thumb drive? Is that, a, it, is that stealing? Well, he, the information that the agency, that the accounting firm owned, the business owns, the employees don't own that information. The business own that, owns that yeah. information. That information's privileged. It has, has social security numbers, names, so addresses. Stealing. It's, it's is stealing. It a crime? It's the stealing of information. So they, they knew who it was. Did they do anything to that guy? Well, they. Um, I'm not really sure what happened with the licensing bureau in the state of whatever happened with that or whatever happened, but um, there were lawsuits. There was a lawsuit. Okay. They basically. So it's very costly when a company gets hacked. They have to write to everybody. They have to offer life lock. They suffer reputation damage and fewer people buy there. So they can buy insurance to cover that. Correct. So businesses can can buy insurance to pay all those costs. That's assuming that they don't get sued by someone whose data was taken. So if, if somebody's data was taken... Uh, social security number or credit card information was taken. That person whose stuff was taken could certainly sue the the retailer or the business that it was stolen from. Do they, can they only sue if money's stolen from them? No, or, there's, or there's, simply on the basis of their information is not well, secure. Enough? I don't know necessarily know that they could sue based based upon the information that was stolen. But if the information is used, right. so now you have your own little data breach at home, where you have your you know, your credit card gets compromised, and now you have to pick up the phone and make a phone call and try to straighten that disaster out. And it all takes time. Time is money. Time is valuable. Any other costs to them that you can think of before I launch into the next thing? To the company. The business, you mean? Yeah. I mean, there are, no, there's, yeah, I mean, reputation is big. If you're a local restaurant, for example, say you're a restaurant in Boston and all the credit card numbers for the last six months were stolen by somebody else. Yeah, not their business is is going to go down. More people will be less likely to go there. Some people may never go back there. Other people may say, may hold off for a while going back there. So, so what it's, kind of, it's almost immeasurable of the loss. So when we add that all up, though, what does the monetary loss tend to be, and how much does it cost them to be insured? To cover that amount. Well, it would depend. It depends on a bunch of things. For example, it's going to depend on their sales, their gross sales. It's going to depend on the number of employees. It's going to depend on the limit of liability they want. But on a typical small business policy, on a typical small business policy, you're talking less than $250 to buy half a million dollars worth of coverage. And it's amazing to me as an insurance agent how many businesses do not have it on their current policy. Wow. It's scary how many businesses don't have it. 250 for half, half a million dollars coverage per year. How much for a million? Uh, it depends like- on the size of the business, but probably definitely less than $500 for a small business. Gee whiz. So I would think that. I mean, the, the data breach from Target, in 2013, Target had $110 million. We were all victim. We were all fell in. We were all had our data compromised at Target, credit card information, et cetera. Yeah. There was 110 million people were affected. Wow. That's like one cost out of every four people, targets, including babies. Target's cost 
their fee, you know, their never mind the loss of business that they lost, but their actual cost was $162 million. Wow. And the best part, the best part that I think this is the best part, yeah. is how the data was compromised. Okay. Is the, this the story of the Internet of Things? Correct. Okay. The Internet of Things. Tell us the shocking truth about so the, so, how vulnerable things make companies. So, so we I call we call it it's called the Internet of Things, and basically what that means is that, um, you know, the hackers are not going to get into you. I mean, they're the hackers out there really aren't interested in your home computer with your with your credit card information. They want they want to they want to steal information in large bunches. They want they I mean. They're just not interested in small stuff. They want the, the big stuff. They want to be able to compromise a server that has 50,000 credit card numbers on it, et cetera. So what I mean by the Internet of Things is that everything now is wireless. So we talked about the target, uh, the, the target data breach that 110 million people had their credit card information stolen, cost target 162 million. The way they get into that, the way they get in, they get in through a thermostat. A wireless thermostat, which so, is connected to the server. So a smart home is vulnerable. Absolutely. A smart home is Wait a home that has stuff programmed like light switches, thermostats, probably burglar alarms and all are programmed onto the computer. If, if, if you can program stuff like that, people can get to you. So there was- how, do they, how does someone sitting in a room in Russia get... You are a thermostat. How do they contact a thermostat? They're very, like a very, product number they're very, very good at what they do. Apparently, probably thermostats have an IP address. Well, it's a, for, so, so the thermostat was put in by an, was was put in by an outside contractor at Target. Yeah. So the thermostat must have an ID on it. Must have an ID on it somewhere. It has to be hooked up somehow. Yeah. Uh, so they could probably get in a couple of different ways. There was a casino. This is the one story that I think is I think this is hilarious. There's a casino in Las Vegas that had all of their high rollers' personal information stolen. They get in through a thermostat in the fish tank that was in the lobby of the casino. The fish tank. I wonder how that works. Does anyone out there understand how a hacker would take control of a thermostat i wonder if they, a thermostat has an ip address like any computer it, it has to i'm not a computer whiz i'm, a, I'm insurance i do okay. insurance i know a lot about but maybe i should computers are a, not my thing find a guest on that so this uh casino had all their high rollers hacked wow and, and yahoo yahoo had over three billion every single person with a yahoo account had their emails email address Passwords, all of their information was was stolen in 2013. Three billion people. Three and the billion. Way that was done by a phishing email, and we all get them every single day. One, we get these crazy emails that say, "Click here, your bank account's been compromised." Your th- whatever it is, someone, the hacker in this situation with Yahoo sent someone who works at Yahoo a phishing email that employee at Yahoo clicked on the link which gave that hacker access to the database and they took the information they backed all the personal information up 
Wow. By a single, because the hackers only have to be right once. Yeah. One they can time. spend six months sitting there trying to do this. And then what they do with your information yeah. is they sell it. They sell it. The bulk. They don't actually have to do anything with it. They just sell it to the bad guys. They sell it to the bad guys. And the bad How guys. How much can you get for a I don't know. I know. I tried to look that up on the internet. I don't know. I looked up like on the internet how I'm sure the FBI will be at my house in the morning, but I looked up how to buy stolen credit card information, but nothing came Don't up. Don't you hate that anytime you look up something on the computer, the computer thinks you want it? You really can't research anything. So that like that's if you research a disease, they think you have it. If they you research something bad, they think you want it and you start getting ads for whatever. But, and you they follow you. Like if you wanted to buy a new car, you go on do research. You put an XYZ car. I'm looking at this model. Yeah. And then the ne- that's at your home computer. And then the next thing you know, on your phone, you see a picture of that car again. It they it like follows you. That is not. That is not. That doesn't have any. That has to do with advertising. Yeah. That that doesn't have to do with identity theft. But it's still amazing to me how the technology works. So, can your insurance go up because? And a company decides that your searches make you a greater risk. Maybe you're searching uh, Alcoholics Anonymous and speeding Speeders Anonymous online. Can they see that stuff and just say, oh, man, this guy's a risk? Well, no, the states, the state, that would never, at least not in my lifetime, that, that would it happen. would never fly? No, it'd be, you know, there's 56 different reasons why it wouldn't work. And I know you don't do health insurance, but I feel like... If you search for stuff health-related online, <clears throat> that could make you actuarially at risk. Well, that's, I mean, actually, medical records, one thing's that, that they're stealing credit card information, uh, social security numbers. They steal, they're stealing medical records, mental health records. They're stealing everything. Um, and they're, they're, there's a market for that, for that information. There's a market for that information. So other things that you can hack to get information include printer yeah printers for example a friend of mine in his office uh got a new printer and the hacker got in through the through the scanning it's a scanner copy or printer uh fax or fax machine so fax copy and scan the hacker got into the into the somehow got into the scanner which was hooked up to the server and now you have a data breach and it was ransomware. So what ransomware is, is you get a nice little communication saying, hey, we have your information. We took all your, we have, we stole all your information off of your server. Yeah. And if you want it back, you have to pay us. That's weird because I wouldn't trust them to. Well, it's, it's the set. It's like honor you, amongst thieves, I guess. Which there is. And there. actually a few cities and towns in Massachusetts have had, that's ha- that actually happened to them. And they actually had to pay it. Or they did pay it. Right. And there's, um, you may have had this happen to you. You click on something, or maybe you don't even click on something. All of a sudden, this your screen is locked, and there's a voice yelling at you: "We have locked your computer." Yes, that's a, that's obviously fraud. Now, if that happens to people, if that happens to people, they want access to your computer. So you're going to call that number on this. Basically, say, what you do when that happens is you reach around to the back of the computer and you pull the cord right out. That stops that from happening. That stops from that. Yeah, and they say, do not click out of this. Do not shut down oh, your yeah, computer. It's, yeah, well, it's, it's, that's what you do exactly. You, you just shut the, down your computer. Yep, just pull the cord out. Done. And it'll it'll tell you, you need to call this number or do this thing or send this information. It'll it'll call upon you to do something. Do not do it. Yeah, there's so many fraudulent emails ar- around 
that, yeah, people just, I mean, you know. You- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you, if I, if you work in a building and there's, and there's 500 employees, hopefully one of your employees doesn't click on, on one of the emails. Right. But again, they only have to be right once. And that happens in government too, as we know. And you know what the heck, Chris, you were recommending a video to me. Can you recommend it to everybody? Yeah, so the name of the video on YouTube, um, it's a video about how people are targeted, target marketing. They're using, so advertisers are now using target target marketing. Instead of spending all this money to advertise a product that, uh, take, for example, if it's a product that senior citizens would buy, now they're targeting through this type of advertising where they're targeting seniors. So in they're getting words, really specific In other words, 25-year-old kids aren't going to see this, 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 this ad. Yeah. So the video is called, on YouTube, it's called, We're Building a, Dysto- a Dystopia Just to Make People Click on Ads. Right. It's amazing. And so it talks about how they take your information or what you click. Also, your medical information. Certain folks have... Yeah, it's a, psychological it's a great, issues. It's about a 15 minute video. It's well worth that, it. Again, it's called We're Building a Dystopia. Yeah. Okay. Just to make people What's click the name on of it? It's, it's, what's, the, what's the name of the video? How can they find it's, it? It's on YouTube. It's called We're Building a Dystopia Just to Make People Click on Ads. Okay. It's, a, it's a woman who's a professor. She has no political agenda. She just tells it like it's very interesting. Very well, interesting. And while we're on this, I can't imagine that anyone would ever allow a voting machine that is connected to the internet. If you can hack a thermostat or a burglar alarm and get information, you can certainly get into a voting machine. I mean, a voting machine would have to have an IP address and be hackable. So, Chris, we have Ernie in New Hampshire. Hello, Ernie. Hi, Bradley. Hi, Uh, Chris. Hey, Ernie. Uh, Chris, I'm I'm a senior citizen, and on my auto insurance, they got me down as a pleasure driver. Yeah, that's that's an old-fashioned term that they still use. Yeah, I drive under I drive under less than five thousand miles, so I'm getting a break there. I'm assuming. Yeah, so in in, in uh, most companies will give you a discount if you drive less than. There's two discounts. There's one. Uh, there's there's a, what's called a mileage discount if you drive less than seventy five hundred miles. Yeah. So they give you usually a ten percent discount if you drive five thousand or less, and five percent discount if you drive between seventy five hundred and five thousand miles. Okay, and I hear my credit rating is tied into my auto insurance rates. Is that true? Credit as far as what type of credit? I mean, if I have like a, a 780 score or a, a good well, score. Well, I can tell you, in Massachusetts, in Massachusetts, Ernie, we, we don't do credit scoring on auto insurance. Oh, okay. So I, I can't it, speak to New Hampshire. Yeah, I think it says so up here in my policy. Yeah, I, I know in Massachusetts that they, they cannot do. There's credit scoring in Massachusetts. It's a pass-fail with the insurance companies for homeowners insurance. Okay. But Massachusetts does not allow uh, credit scoring for auto insurance pricing. You guys don't okay. have any rules up there in New Hampshire, do you? You're just animals up there. Live free or die. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I reading my policy. It said my uh, premium was calculated with with my, my my credit score involved. Okay, so you'd have to authorize that at the beginning when you first take out the policy. I probably did. Yeah. I probably you know signed away. Sign on here, it. sign here, sign here, type thing. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, thank you very much. Congratulations, Ernie. Yeah. Okay. That's thank gotta, you. That had to be a big day for him. I bet he went out and had a hot fudge Sunday after that. We have Andrew in Worcester. Hello, Andrew. Hey, Bradley. How you doing? Mr. Russo, how, how are, are you? you? Good, how are you? Very well. I have a quick question. Work in the industry, and this, uh, I'm happy you're having this, this uh, discussion tonight because this question came up. Uh, just like any other insurance, do you uh, assess uh, the, the party interested in insurance to see what their security posture is? And if you do, would something like a SOC report, vulnerability assessment, or penetration test, those kind of things, suffice in place of the assessment that you do? So, so the industry, industry, uh, my industry doesn't do any uh, testing at all. They'll, there is an application that needs to be filled out. It'll ask you. It'll it'll ask the potential client about security uh, systems in place, but there's no actual testing. Okay. And what we do as okay. an agent is we talk to the CFO about, you know, uh, how much uh, how much how much can you absorb if there's a claim in reference to deductibles, but there is no testing. There are, there are questions on the application, you know, that ask you about systems in place, but there is no actual testing. What happens if they lie? Um, is there insurance? Well, it's, it's, if they lie, it could, could, the claim could be denied. Assuming they issued the policy based upon the, that answer to the question. Uh The, um, the other thing too, is the companies all offer, some type of hotline help where someone and they have IT people who are who are very skilled. Um, so you so they could call in and say we have a question. You know we have a question about this type of software. Should we use it or should we not use it? Yeah. There's, a, there's a dialogue back and forth. Oh, great! That's good to know that that that, that occurs as well. Yeah, the companies well, listen, that the companies yeah the companies that write these policies are very very tech savvy. Awesome. All right, Andrew. Thank you very much. Great call. Thank feel, you very much. Feel free to call anytime. Okay. Have we covered uh, cyber insurance completely? Yeah. The one just thing, one more, one quick thing I just want to mention uh, is that people, people who, who, people can what's called freeze their credit. And what that simply means is that you call up either one of the three, you're going to call up one of the three credit bureaus is Equifax, Experian, TransUnion. And you ask them, you're going to call all three of them, and you ask them to freeze your credit. Yeah. And what that simply does is, if someone tries to open up a credit card in your name, it will stop that. So by freezing your credit, you're simply stopping opening up new accounts. So it worked perfect. If you're, if, you, if you're not in the near future going to apply for a car loan or a mortgage, then it's a great idea to freeze your credit. This way, no no one, even if someone steals the information from a third, from a uh, whoever, they won't be able to open up any fake credit cards in your name or anything like that. So it's called freezing your credit, and it's definitely a good idea. There are other things you can do to protect yourself. Not really insurance. It's not really insurance. No. But since we're on the topic, we were discussing it. I'll do a couple, and you do a couple, okay? You talked about freezing your credit. We also talked about if you have your bank accounts, you can... First, have um, double a double layer of sign-in security where you, not only do you have a password and a username, then when you hit that correctly, then it sends you a text or something, email, which gives you a six-digit number that you then type in, double authentication, I guess it's called, and you can 
Also, have a limit put on your debit card that no one can take more out of than in a day. And you can also close it out and just open it up online when you approach the ATM machine or where you want to buy something. That, to me, seems not worth it. There were a couple other things. Yeah, the biggest one is passwords. You need to, A, change your passwords, and B, passwords, quite frankly, shouldn't be like your dog's name and your day and your birth in the year of your birth. Fido. Fido nineteen seventy three. That's not a really secure password. What what we like to do in my office, and I recommend that everybody does this, it's very simple. It's basically if you if you have a sentence, like I'll give you an example. You'd be like, My first daughter was born in nineteen sixty five in Boston, Mass. Okay? It's so I say password. my first so basically what you do for the password so it would be like, my first daughter was born in 1965 in Boston, Mass. What you do is take the first letter of each of those words. Take the M for my, the F, the D. Um, a, lot of, a lot of times we suggest in the office, instead of, a, instead of a, uh, the number f- uh, S, the letter S, we just make it a five. So the password, when you write it out, looks really crazy, but you know what it is. But you know what it is. So... If I'm entering my password in, I'm going to do M, F, D, W, you know. So it just change your passwords frequently. Uh, don't tell other people your passwords. You know what's amazing to me is the number of people that are still walking around every day with their Social Security card in their wallet. Whoa. Right? Yeah. People still do it. And I take credit cards out that I know I'm not going to use just so I don't have to replace them with something. If I lose my wallet, Okay. I, I have an independent insurance agent. I always have. I just, I'm a person who likes to call up somebody and ask them stuff rather than try to figure it out online. So, you know, I, I'm one of those guys. Let's see. Okay. We talked about companies getting hacked, having insurance against the cost of that. What about individuals? There's a chance that you will have your life savings wiped out. Can we as individuals buy insurance? So that an insurance company will write us a check to, to replace that if it's stolen. So the good news is you don't have to buy insurance for that. Okay. Because the bank, via the government, will replenish your account. Banks do. It's my understanding that brokerage agencies ne- don't necessarily and you have to sue them. Is that it? So they use, you'd sue them what's on a third, what we call a third-party basis. Meaning you would if, if a business had a data breach... All this, and yeah. this, your money was stolen out of your account. Yeah, and there was no coverage under the government. The government wasn't going to right through insurance, government insurance. Uh, then what happens is you would file a lawsuit against the brokerage that lost your money, which you could lose. That I don't know. I don't know, and that's expensive. Yeah, I mean it, it, that I don't know. But it's but on a personal basis, you know, if someone steals your credit card information, and you know you get a credit card bill, you don't have to pay anything. I'm so amazed because insurance companies will insure most anything. Well, the, the, it's they, the, it's they the unknown, right? It's the unknown. Yeah, but I, here I am, a customer. As you, you know, you know that I'm fairly conservative when it comes to insurance. I'm risk averse. I would happily pay what couldn't be very much. It's probably fifty bucks. Well, it depends. I mean, you, you take could, care of me. You I could, would pay you that could, I could have. A, I could have a thousand dollars in the bank, and you could have a. Fifty million dollars in the bank. Yeah. So where's the you know where's the well an average person has maybe someone will come up with that maybe someone will come up with that you, line of insurance. Why don't you start that? Oh sure, no problem. In can my you do spare that? Time. Can you can you talk with an insurance company and say, hey, there's a certain risk. It's a very small risk, 
and so you don't have to charge much money. But I I know at least one guy who wants some kind of insurance. But the, but the way they have it under under another heading, it wouldn't be cyber. It would just be. I I lost my money for whatever reason. Yeah, but the, but the, but if you lose your money, if the if the money gets taken out of your bank account, whether it's a credit card, uh, whether it's a your account through a debit card, or even a credit card, the government has systems in place that the banks will reimburse you. I know banks, but I think if you have an E Trade or whatever, I'm convinced that, that I can't speak to. Well, a lot of people have like considerable dough in those. Sure, and some companies are better about. Their promise to you, Schwab is good about it. Others are less good. the 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 best The best scam out there right now is the IRS scam, and what What's, I mean by that is, there's a saying: file your income tax early. And what I mean by that is, yeah, if I'm a, if I have your social security number, I can go online and file and file your taxes with my information. So your refund. I make up how much you made. I make up everything. I have your social security number, your name and address. So you're filing the, the I'm filing a far fraudulent return. Yeah. And when you file your return a month later, you go and do your taxes and you go online and you know, it gets submitted electronically. Yeah. You get a letter from the IRS. Sorry, your return was already filed. We already sent out a refund check. So who's on the hook for that? That, you have to fight it out with them. I wonder what. Yeah, so so file to... your taxes early because this way if somebody else you're is first. using a social security number, you're first, you win. <sighs> Wow, that's good advice in a tough, tough world. Okay, it's uh, 617-254-1030. If anybody has a question, we have about eight minutes left to go. And um, I have some general questions. The other day, and you've covered this before, and this is why I had my answer. My answer was no. I, no, excuse me. My answer was yes, Rideshare does have insurance now. I, I periodically talk about how much I like Rideshare, and people periodically call up and yell at me saying, hey, they don't have insurance, et cetera. But they do now, correct? Well, they, they did. They, 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 they do. So basically what the rideshare, rideshare service, uh, there's several of them out there right now. So basically what happens is they do have insurance. Okay, They have from the beginning. But what wasn't covered was when the driver from the rideshare flipped turns his app on to say, I'm working now and I'm ready to pick up. I'm looking for, I'm waiting for a little ping to come in for the fare, you know, for to go to his first fare. Under the rideshare insurance, there was no coverage for them from when they turned that app on till they actually get to the fur to pick up the passenger. Now that is rideshare is excluded under any Massachusetts auto policy. If you're out there driving around, you don't expect your mass auto policy to pay anything. You can purchase for about 7% of your premium, which will, you can purchase coverage, which would cover that small period of time when you turn your app on, when you're working, you turn the app on and you're waiting to pick up the first fare. So they're not required to have that? The company doesn't no. pay that gap? Nope. Nope. So if you get whacked by somebody on the way to pick up a fare, you, and they don't, they're not required to have insurance for that period of time. And so you might be out of luck. Correct, correct, but, um, but or, if you're, or if you're or if you're a rideshare driver and you hit a telephone pole, yeah, and you're, you're out of luck. Yeah, so um, I would like it if the state required them to carry that, just for that one period of time. Yep, yeah, I would like that. That would be still, nice. folks. I love Uber and Lyft. I would take it any time over a cab. We can have that fight later on. I I submit that you take Uber a few times and you'll never go back. It's good to have you on. Always, I uh, hope you like our new yes, digs. Nice. I hope you enjoyed the 
decaf cappuccino. <laughs> Anytime, as long as that machine operates, you're welcome to come swing by and get a cappuccino. It's WBZ. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.